welcome to the Take Six Podcast. Hello, Toronto. Welcome to the Take Six Podcast. Now on Apple Podcasts, I'm Hunter Surplus. On the other line, as always, Callum Wise, how are you? I'm doing pretty well. Good stuff, buddy. Good stuff. Evan Keelhauer is on the other line. We call him Keel. What's up? Not too much, brother. Thanks for uh, having me on here again. Hey. Sorry, brain fart, pal. No worries. Any uh, any time, pal. Any time. Uh, midterm season over for you guys yet or what? Yeah, I just finished last mm. week. I, uh, <clears throat> yeah, I just finished just finished up yesterday nice and uh you know i'm it's always glad to be done always so glad it was to a good done. feeling when midterms are over yeah uh you know what else is a good feeling when the raptors start six and oh that's that's a really good feeling here um if this is your first time listening to the podcast we shine a light on on the toronto sports teams the four major ones the jays Raptors, Leafs, and TFC. You know, we kind of give a fun perspective on what we think about these teams. We have our podcast up on Apple Podcasts, like I said at the top there. Look us up at Take Six. Give us a rate and review. It means a lot to all of us. It helps with the, you know, exposure, all that kind of stuff. We're on Facebook at Take Six, Instagram Take Six Podcast, Twitter Take Underscore Six. Go follow us on all all those places. You will not regret it. Hopefully. Uh, so like I said, Raptors are six and zero, boys. Um, it's insane. What do you think about this team? When is it too early to get like, or when is it the right time to get excited about this team? Like, how many more games do they have to play extremely well to be excited? Uh, zero. Um, I've been excited since game one about the about this team, but I mean, in terms of like, are you talking about like contention for title? Like, is that what you're talking? Uh, yeah 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 i guess I mean, so see like we're we have a better record right now than golden state but we're not dismantling teams like they are when they win like they're winning by 30 they're winning like there's not a competition like curry doesn't play in the fourth quarter he scores 50 points like i don't think we're on their level yet like or at least we haven't proven ourselves to be until we face teams out in the west but I think that we're definitely top two, top three in the league right now. Yeah, yeah, man, I totally agree with you, Cal. I think, like, as far as, you know, as a fan's perspective from Toronto, heck yeah, you know, I'm super excited. And, uh, like, I think the start, you know, the best in franchise history is, uh, is a pretty good sign to start the season, you know. Uh, there's not too many complaints that you can find in uh in all six of those games yeah i mean it's it's like the thing is is it's tough to kind of you know feel really good about this team like i obviously i feel really good about this team but it's so tough to it's been what six games they're on their seventh tonight against milwaukee but all the numbers are going to be kind of skewed a little bit like we haven't had the toughest schedule cleveland they suck we played them in our first game boston obviously neither team was really you know on their on their game when they played that so that's hard to tell Washington kind of sucks Charlotte isn't that great Minnesota is like kind of the only really decent team that we played and even then they're looking ugly 
and Dallas also sucks. So I like I agree with being really excited about this team because they're so fun to watch and they're so good and it's looking like they're going to be the only team that's really contending with Golden State at like up to this point. But I mean I I don't know. I feel like it's a little too early. I just from what this Raptors team has given us in the past. And I know it's kind of a different team. We have a new like superstar, but it's ah, getting my hopes up early always ends in in bad stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah, a little bit. I don't think their schedule has been, you know, like that, you know, much of a pushover. The the Boston and the Minnesota games were were both two good good solid test because you know everybody in the media and just all you hear about is how boston's the more talented team in the east like they're gonna win raptors always choke like it was just nice to to actually beat them and washington's they're they're always a team that's kind of given us a hard time in the past so it was uh it's good to know like we can still beat up on them and then minnesota that jimmy butler team i mean like cat hasn't really had the best start but uh you know, it was good to see what uh, Kawhi Leonard can do when a guy like Jimmy Butler is guarding him for most of the game. And he also put up 30-plus points. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, he sure did. I also, um, like, I'm going to point out what they kind of have this next week and their schedule, and it's it's a tough week here because we've got the Bucks tonight, the Sixers tomorrow night, so back-to-back there. And then we have the Suns on Friday. So we've got a couple days off in between the game against the Sixers and the Suns, which will be kind of nice. We'll whoop the Suns for sure. And then oh, we're yeah. playing then we're playing LA on Sunday. And we know how this team usually does against LeBron. And then we've got Utah on the Monday on the back-to-back in Utah. And Utah, Utah's so, looking and really Utah nice. And Utah is looking good. So that's a four-game. And then they have Sacramento on the Wednesday. So that's like a four-game road stretch right there. And we've got two back-to-backs, two back-to-backs again, or another back-to-back on, you know, next weekend, Sunday and Monday. And I don't know, man. I think, like, not that it's going to turn bad, but if we lose this game against the Bucs, and then, which I don't think we will, but if we lose this game against the Bucs, and then it'll be tough in Phil, like, against Philly, because Philly's always going to be a good team. They haven't looked that great. But they match up pretty well against the Raptors in terms of size and speed and lineup and kind of thing like that. So uh, I don't know, man. They like I think it could not get sour really quickly, but you know maybe calm down us us Raptors fans a little bit in the next week or so. So what are you, what are you predicting predicting by the end of next week? The Raps are going to be like eight and three. Um, I don't know. I don't think they're going to have a losing week. Like Kawhi's resting tonight, so he'll be back against Philly. I think, and we're gonna, we're gonna see our first look at Kawhi guarding LeBron. Yeah, which will be nice. That is what I can't wait for. Um, Actually, you know what? I'm really excited for the uh, for tomorrow's game. They play tomorrow, right? Yeah, yeah against yeah. Um, against Philly. I'm yeah. Uh, I think uh, that'll be the I think yeah, that's that'll gonna be, be the game. best game on this on this stretch, except for maybe Utah. But I think, especially on the second night of a back to back, like. I think that's a very this will be a, a very good sign on if our team is legit or not because if we can come in and beat a healthy Philadelphia squad cuz playing Boston, I mean, Gordon Hayward obviously isn't fully healthy. Kyrie Irving looked awful, still looks pretty awful. 
so that team is basically Jason Tatum's right now. It's going to be Jason Tatum's all season, but without a good supporting cast, really. And then if we can come in and beat Philadelphia with a healthy Ben Simmons and a healthy, you know, Joel Embiid, hopefully a good Markel Fultz. I mean, I I think that'll really put Toronto on the map. Not that we're not there right now, but I think people are going to kind of recognize me like, wow, this team might actually, you know, they might, they might actually win the East, which, mm-hmm. which I, we've been saying since the, you know, since the top, I'm pretty sure Callum predicted that they were going to win the East, right? Yep. So we, two more things on the Raptors here before we, before we hop over to the Leafs. Uh, one will be in the first two games or the first six games, sorry, two games. I don't know what I'm talking about. In the first six games, what has been more impressive to you? The fact that, you know, their offense is really coming together or, you know, their defense is all right. Like offensively, five players are shooting over 50% and defensively, we haven't let anyone shoot over 42% against us in six games. So which is, which is more impressive to you guys? Definitely. For me, definitely the 50% because uh, watching Toronto for a while, especially just like, like last year just the amount of missed shots like open like remember two years ago with the with the carol patterson era when (laughs) they would get the ball no matter what out on like in the corner or anything and they would just miss every single open shot they would get that it was just the most irritating thing not even losing in the playoffs that is what made me the most mad about that team is that the fact that they couldn't hit open shots which is like it's an open shot. You should be hitting that. But now we have five players shooting over 50%, like Ibaka, who has been a huge surprise this season because everyone, all of, all three of us counted him out because he played terrible for the past season, really. But he's shooting over 50. Siakam, who I definitely believed in at the start of the season. I didn't think he'd be shooting over 50, though. Like That's pretty, pretty insane. And then Kyle, Kawhi, and... Is it Valanciunas? Yeah, Valanciunas. Yeah. Like, those guys aren't that surprising, but having five guys shooting over 50% just shows, like, how like well we're doing offensively. And, I mean, it ties in with the 40, like, or under, uh, what do you say, 40%? Uh, 42%. Yeah, under 42%. That just ties in, like, how well we're doing offensively and how well we're doing defensively. So, that's just makes our our look on this team even better. Yeah, those are all uh, those are all really good points. I um I still can't believe even though I'm looking at the numbers that um Ibaka shooting over 50 that baffles me. But I think like what I'm most impressed with is uh is our defense just because I think it's going to be our uh, our team's defense that really puts us over the edge and like hopefully making the NBA finals and I think if we can continue to get better and just work defensively on uh on the back end i think uh i think that's what's gonna help us beat boston and hopefully take a game off of golden state because yeah. i mean like 40 42 percent like nobody's shooting over 42 against you like that's solid granted you know like not the best shooters on the teams we've played but uh yeah i think it's gonna be the raps defense that really just like hones in and is going to be rock solid for us when the when the playoffs roll around yeah so their their offensive rating right now is fourth in the league and their defensive rating is ninth so 
their defensive rating last year was top five offense was top five as well so they're in you know they're in about the same spot and I think to me the defense is more impressive just because we we actually now have a really good defender on our team in in Kawhi Leonard and like we always knew we had someone on the team last year in DeRozan who could go off for like 30 35 40 50 whatever it would be and we wouldn't really be surprised but if he were to have a game with two steals and two blocks we would like this guy would be god in our eyes right just because <laughs> this guy never played a lick of defense pretty much the entire time he was here so i think the defense is more impressive to me and it might just be because you know it's shocking to me to actually have a good defender on the squad and i think you know we're only going to get better defensively Kawhi Leonard hasn't like he hasn't been bad by any stretch of the imagination but I don't think he's necessarily been himself I've I've told you guys like off the podcast here that I think he's playing at about like 80 percent I think that's safe to say and if he gets back up to 100 he'll be way better defensively we'll finally be able to see him you know in the upcoming weeks playing against some real good offensive players and like Donovan Mitchell LeBron all these kind you know those two guys are kind of the ones who I'm really excited to see him uh, play against but then also you'll have him against Ben Simmons uh, you know Markel Fultz at times when they're playing Philly and I think that'll be the real you know that'll be the real test here Uh, secondly they're like we said they're resting him tonight uh, against Milwaukee and Giannis is also being rested so I have a little theory here that they came out yesterday. Nick Nurse came out yesterday and said Kawhi Leonard's not going to sit on back-to-backs because he's fine. He's at a good level. And he said that yesterday. And then today he comes out and says, oh, yeah, he's not playing. And then an hour later, the Bucks come out and say, oh, yeah, Giannis isn't playing either for concussion protocol. So I think Nick Nurse heard that you know Giannis wasn't playing. And then he's like, you know what? Why the hell would I play Kawhi Leonard if Giannis isn't playing? Especially if we have a back-to-back tomorrow, why the hell would I play him? What do you, you get? What do you guys think about that? Like, do you think that's feasible, or do you think he kind of made the call beforehand, and then it just so happened that Giannis wasn't playing? Uh, I mean, like anything's possible, really. But uh, I don't know. Like, I I wouldn't be surprised either if Nick Nurse is just kind of like taking it slow and just like saying the, to the media that you know, like, oh yeah, the guy's 100, he's good to go. Like, but and he's still just kind of taking his chances it's early in the season um who knows how serious the injury last year actually was so maybe uh nick nurse is just kind of you know letting the media know he's not gonna sit but also uh just you know looking out for his player and his best interest and just kind of taking it slow because it's his first year with the with the new job and everything um but that would be jokes if uh if he was just resting him because there's no point in him guarding like Chris Middleton or something. Yeah. Like that's what I, I mean, when I first, when I initially saw it, that was the first thing that I thought of. I was like, yeah, they're probably, something's probably going on with Giannis. I don't think they'd rest him against a guy like Giannis. And then I guess it was like 20, 30 minutes later, I get a notification. Giannis Antetokounmpo is not playing. I, I've got a feeling Nick Nurse is smart. Nick Nurse knows, Specs knows what he's doing. Uh, all right, so I guess we'll hop into the Leafs now. The Leafs had, you know, they had a pretty quiet week this week. They, I'm pretty sure they only had the two games, right, against Winnipeg. Yeah, a uh, couple wins. Yeah, a couple wins, a couple Ws for the boys. 
Thursday, they won 4-2 in Winnipeg. And then Saturday at home, they also won 3-2. Matthews got injured. We'll we'll hop into that in a couple minutes here. But I don't know. I, I watched the games, and both games, they didn't look all that great to be completely honest with you, uh, the game on Thursday, I think it was Thursday, um, the game on Thursday, they, you know, they played all right, but Winnipeg, Winnipeg just played kind of poorly, you know what I mean, like, they just did not have a very good game, Winnipeg, uh, they had a lot of shots on net, but nothing really tough for Freddie to save, like, I think Freddie had 40 shots against him, and he made 38 saves, but to me, they were all just like, none of them were like menacing shots, really. I th- I think that's what I I think that's the best way to kind of describe it there. Then on Saturday, they were absolutely just punking the Leafs throughout the first and second periods, and then Matthews go goes down, you know, kind of midway through the second period, and the boys come out hustling in the third and get three quick goals to uh, to get the win. So, what like what do you guys think? What's kind of I. I mean, people are saying that this could be a Stanley Cup matchup. Do you think this is kind of a look into what would happen if we were to play these guys in a in a seven game series? Like, what do you think? Uh, I mean, it's so hard to tell like what would actually happen, like because it's so far from now. We don't know who's going to be in, who's going to be out, and everything, and how the season's going to turn out. But I mean, like, I think uh, Patty Line has been having a real slow uh, start to the season. I think he's going to be a much bigger factor if we were to meet these guys in the. Uh, Stanley Cup Finals. Um, I think it's awesome that the boys were able to rally and get those three goals and lead the comeback. Um, that was really good to see because now we're going to be another four weeks without Austin Matthews, um, which is it's going to be tough. Like uh, in their November schedule, if you look, like they're they're playing lots of good teams. They have a big uh, Western Conference road trip where they're uh, where they're playing L.A. Um, well, they play uh, on a back-to-back, San Jose and Anaheim. So those are going to be some tough games for the guys. But uh, it was good to see that they could, you know, still hold their own without the uh, the future captain of the team. Um, what I think, like, what kind of gets me not excited but curious um, about this Austin Matthews injuries is uh, how it's going to impact John Tavares because uh, – I could see John Tavares just kind of taking the team on his back and uh, doing what he did in New York a couple of years ago and the past couple of years where he just does it all himself and leads the team to, you know, to an above 500 record with the help of Mitch Marner, of course. Yeah, I mean, I think it'll be a nice uh, a nice sign if this team can win, you know, a couple of games. Last year, their record with uh without Matthews was 11 7 and 2 in 20 games so he missed a lot of time last year right and they were able to win over 50 percent of their games um obviously they don't have guys like JVR Bozak uh to fill up the spot or Nylander for that matter to fill up the spot um and kind of provide goal scoring because you know how good JVR was last year putting up 35 Bozak able to step in as their uh as their, you know, centerman on second or third, or for it might have even been the first line that uh, Bozy was playing on when Matthews was injured. But now, I mean, we've got Tavares and Kadri to kind of pick up the slack. 
in the center position. Then we got Marner, who whose ice time will probably increase a bit there. He'll be he'll still be playing with Tavares. I think what they were putting out tonight against the Flames was Marner, Tavares, and Marlowe. Which is a pretty uh pretty spectacular line, if I do say so myself. And then Kadri's bumped up to the second line. I mean we're not we're deep we're a deep team in the in the C spot there, for sure. They know uh they really know what they're doing. Um I, I think they'll be alright. I don't know, maybe they'll lose a couple games here and there because they don't have you know the spark plug from from Austin, but yeah, I'm not. I don't. I wouldn't say I'm necessarily worried. No, the part of the reason why I'm not really that worried is uh, it wasn't like a huge hit. Didn't look too serious. He, he doesn't need surgery, which is awesome. Um, and it's only November. Like it's not even November. It's October 29th. Um, you know, real early in the season. I think the guys, you know. They're going to be able to recover from this. It's not going to do too much damage. It'll be tougher for sure, but they'll recover. It won't be too bad. Yeah, and I think uh, so. Like I, I don't want to talk about Nylander. I really don't. But I think this gives Nylander leverage on a deal because it'll show you know, hey, we need this guy a little bit more. He's, uh, you know, we're out, we're out of, uh, we're out of a centerman for a month or so, and if they get a deal done, you know, in the next week or so, I think it'll be, I think it'll be for a high price. To be completely honest with you, which I I really don't like, but I think that's just, I think that's just the you way know, it's gonna be. I don't I don't think Dubis is gonna budge. I hope not. I don't think he's gonna budge. I hope not. Uh, Cal, how's our boy Vlad doing? How's our boy this Vlad? Is a real doing? update. None of that. None of that, that weak dumb, yeah. dumb stuff. None of that weak. But, uh, so this is uh, just a little Vladdy update. You know, he's in the the Arizona. Is it fall league or winter league? Uh, fall league. It's yeah, it's a winter yeah. league, but it's called the Arizona Fall yeah. League because it's always yeah. fall. Like there's no winter. It starts in the fall. Yeah, yeah there's no winter in the. This is over, twelve games and forty eight at bats. He is hitting a four fifty eight, which is insane, Jesus. with twenty two hits, thirteen RBIs, and this is I when I read this I I thought it was a, a typo. He has only one strikeout, which is insanity. How can you only have one strikeout in 40 plate appearances? Like that's, buddy, get like bring this guy up and give him like, give our entire team hitting tips. Like Jesus. Yeah, that that's like, sounding like my numbers when I played little league ball. <laughs> <laughs> hey boys. When it was on when it was on the tee, right? Yeah, exactly. No <laughs> strikeouts. Uh, yeah, and he's got a 4.91 OBP and a 1.9. Like zero nine five OPS. So, needless to say, this guy's good. Yeah, killing it. Um, and so we'll kind of we'll kind of bridge this into the the Jays' new manager Montoya. So the Jays, uh, like I just said, got a new manager Charlie. Montoya or Montoya? Is Mon- is it Montoyo? Uh, isn't it Oyo? Yeah, uh, yeah, it might. Yeah, I, I think it might be actually. Now that I'm kind of picturing it in my head, yeah. So Montoyo, Charlie Montoyo is the new manager for the Jays, and you know he uh, he's Puerto Rican, so he's kind of got that um, you know foreign connection with players, is what I've heard from from the media and from what everyone that everything that I've been reading has been saying that he really connects with the the foreign born players, like people from places like Puerto Rico, the Dominican, all that kind of stuff. So I think that's a good. That's a good sign for 
having Vlad in the system because, you know, Vlad's Dominican. His family is all Dominican, all that kind of stuff. So, I mean, I, I like the signing. I don't really know much about him other than he's the bench coach for the Rays. So, like, Cal, I know we, you talked about it a little bit more than I was able to say. So, you want to kind of give us some info on it? It's not, like, so much info as it is, like, just insight into why they signed him, like, or decided to make him the manager. So, two years ago... Yeah, I think it was two. Yeah, it was two years ago when New York like pretty much announced that they were rebuilding, and then they went to the playoffs and almost beat Houston. Uh, everyone was just like, "Where did this come from? Like these guys just rebuilt and they're already in contention. Like, it's it's crazy." So most teams were looking like most bad teams were looking at like how can we do that? How can we change our team? into like being a rebuild team into like competing that same year. And Tampa did that. They did that this year. They completely dismantled their team and they still did better than the Jays. Like that's just, that sucks for us. But then we went out and got their bench coach who was, who was a part of their system, who knows what they were doing and how they managed to pull that off. And they made them, they made him our our manager, so I think it was a, definitely a smart move. Uh, I mean, it was either him or or Stubby Clap, you know. Thank the, God the it was the... Stubby Clap. <laughs> <laughs> the name Thank of the God. century. I would have hired him just for the name, probably, man. And gotten a jersey, eh? Yeah, Stubby, Stubby Clap. Clap. On my <laughs> Stub. No, Stubs. yeah, um, yeah. I mean, hey, I and. I mean, anything's better than no manager. Anything's better than Russell Martin managing the team, realistically. <laughs> so, uh, I I mean, we'll see how it is, right? Like, we're it's going to be a rebuilding next season. So, not like I think it's, I think it's important to get the right guy personality wise. And I've heard that, you know, he's he's very good. And he's he lets the players kind of be themselves and, you know, have fun with the game and all that kind of stuff. So I think that's really important. It's kind of the same thing uh, that John Gibbons had going for the team because he was really on top of letting everyone be themselves and having a lot of fun with the game, loving the game, all that kind of stuff. So I don't, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I don't think there's anything wrong with it at all. So is that, is that it on, on Stubby, Clap, and uh, Montoyo? Yeah. Yeah, I, we don't really know much else than yeah. we hired this guy. Like, we'll see what happens. Yeah, they did the they did the press conference today, but I didn't I didn't listen to it. I didn't well, I didn't watch it, listen to it, or anything like that. So bad, uh, bad, bad podcasting by by us on this <laughs> one. We dropped the ball on that one. But anyways, what's new? But yeah, exactly. What's new? Um, so <laughs> we'll go into performer and performance of the week here. Keel, you're doing performer. Uh, who you got? My performer of the week uh, is going to be Kyle Lowry. I just uh, think this guy, after having such a traumatic uh, offseason and losing his best friend to the San Antonio Spurs, DeMar DeRozan, you know, he was pretty shook. I was a little worried like at how that might affect his game and his on-court um chemistry with Kawhi I was curious to see how that would work out and uh the guy's been a total stud um the past four games he's been averaging a a double double in assists and points um and yeah I just love to see Kyle Lowry doing his thing putting up almost MVP candidate like numbers 
maybe I won't go that far, but he's been he's been having a solid <laughs> season, and uh, and I love to see it. Who do you got for uh, performance of the week, pal? Uh, performance reigning performance of the week here. I got Kawhi Leonard. Um, oh wow! I surprise, surprise, eh, boys? Um, I honestly like I don't know how you could really go anybody else. Like like you said, uh, Kyle Lowry's been playing really well, but. It's more the consistency part with Kyle Lowry over this past week and throughout the whole season, um, but he's not—he's not putting up 35 points against uh, the Timberwolves. You know what I mean? Uh, Kawhi Leonard's stat line against the Timberwolves was 35 points, four rebounds, two assists, two blocks, one regular steal, and one no-look steal, <laughs> one uh, no-look steal. and 65% field goal uh, in 35 minutes. That's pretty impressive. I like I don't know how you could really go with anybody else just based on that stat line. Um I, I'm gonna kinda put out a, a team here for, for kind of my one B performance of the week, and that would be TFC. They whooped Atlanta this week. And what was it, Cal? You wanna explain this for me? I you, you know better yeah. than I do. Yeah, so they beat uh, Atlanta four to one and Atlanta was coming in wanting to win this game because I meant they got the supporter shield, which is having the most points at the end of the season. And all they had to do was beat a TFC team who looked very bad. But TFC came out there and they they did their work and they they beat them for one and then that opened it up for the Red Bulls to come in and take that shield away. Also beating Toronto's record in one year for points uh, acquired in the season which kind of sucks but we I, I guess we deserve it after this terrible season but uh, yeah I mean uh, power to TFC for not just like sucking <laughs> I, I mean they have but they they put in work in the last game of the season which you wouldn't think they would yep I agree man I like I watched a little bit of the game and they looked really really good Throughout that part, I didn't, um, to be completely honest, I didn't really know that it was for the, I didn't know Atlanta was playing for the Shield, um, so I, it's a good look that, you know, TFC's back on track, baby. Back <laughs> on track, hopefully. So, you know, I I was I was also contemplating, you know, giving the performance of the week to Steve Pierce, <laughs> just because of the, you know, the MVP the world series MVP or, uh, you know, David price potentially for actually winning a playoff game or two. <laughs> so yeah, I would have, I would have given it to David price. Man. Yeah. Um, but you know, I, I kind of tried to keep it in Toronto, but if, if I could, if I could kind of allocate it outside of Toronto, that's, that's who I would give it to you. Probably David price. Um, speaking of Steve Pierce, we'll, uh, we'll hop into the others here. Steve Pierce won the, Won the finals MVP, World Series MVP. Boys, we uh we're familiar with that name, aren't we? Uh I wish we weren't. I that's I, that's the guy we uh paid the Red Sox <laughs> to take from us. Yeah. Good oh, good luck, Atkins. Good yeah. job, buddy. <laughs> yeah, so I mean that just kind of puts into perspective what this uh what this Atkins guy is like <laughs> for uh for managing a team so you know i'm i'm not upset because you know congrats to the guy but good lord he was like good lord 
Come on. I was feeling yeah. it too. After that game, I, I was saying that I think he's gonna he's gonna win the MVP, and I was gonna be pissed. All right, well, that I this guy actually. Is. Yeah, I would have oh. been I would have been shocked if he didn't win MVP. To be honest with you. To be, yeah, to be honest, no one like Boston. He had a heck obviously, of a yeah, he had Boston a great. Demolished everyone they came up against. There was yeah. no one who could even stop them. Like the only team I thought that could actually beat them was Houston, and they they got, didn't do it. Yeah, they got whooped by Boston. Houston did. Yep. Um, and then you know what? I think the other others topic maybe we can just uh, you know, we won't talk about it all that much. But uh, Tyron Lue fired from the Cleveland Cavaliers. The the owners of the East, as Tristan Thompson would say, uh, do not have a coach at the moment. Um, when, yeah, zero six. Yeah, so I like. There's not really much to talk about. I'm. I. I would like to say that I'm surprised, but I'd kind of be lying, because, like the it's kind of a win-win for Tyron Lue, like to be completely honest with you, because. He's still getting paid. He's still getting paid his fifteen million, and he doesn't have to coach that bum ass team. <laughs> that terrible team. So I'm like, if I'm Ty Root, Ty Lou, I'm laughing to the bank with that fifteen million. See you later. Mm-hmm. See you later, Kevin Love. I don't care who you are. Now the La- the Lakers should hire him. Get him under. <laughs> get him as an assistant under Luke Walton. That'd be hilarious. That would be Yeah, yeah, yeah. Legit. Um. Yeah, so it's like the one more thing, uh, yeah, DeRozan, our boy DeRozan, he's been putting in those numbers. Oh my god, I would that he would be my performer of the week if uh, if we could give it outside of Toronto, man. Like, he's he's just shutting up those those haters, man. I love it because we all know, like, obviously, being Toronto, as we knew what he could do, but I think he's he's better now than he was when he was with us because. I mean, well, Pop's doing something because DeRozan's getting assists, which is insane to me. That guy's never gotten assists well, before. Well, no, 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 no. Don't be saying he's never been getting assists because he he was playmaking last year was was way up for him, and like Kyle Lowry was kind of the ball handler there, but he is a really good playmaker. DeMar DeRozan, he's a really good playmaker. Uh, like obviously, as you can see now, since he kind of has to be the only playmaker. But he was averaging like five, six assists last year almost. That's not bad, man. He's still better than he was. Oh, yeah, way better than he was. And I think I saw something that like he is the fastest guy to reach a certain amount of points on yeah, his franchise history. I, I don't know what it was. Like, I want to say like 180 or 160 or something. I think, I think it was 200. Was it 200? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that a lot. Well, the guy's been, the guy's been putting in work, dude. He always gets better. He always gets better. There's no, this is no surprise to me. Shouldn't be a surprise really to anybody, but you know, so I think, I think that's it for today. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Callum Keel. Thank you for chatting with me. I, I appreciate it. Always nice talking Pleasure to you. Pleasure is all mine, pal. Um, like I said, please, please, please go to Apple podcasts <laughs> and give us some rates and reviews. It, like I said at the top, it really helps with exposure, helps other people, helps other people find, uh, find the podcast. And that's kind of what we want. You know, if you guys are supporting us, we'd, we'd like, if you do that, if you listen to it, 
uh, give us a rate, review us. Even if it's a one star, we don't care. Obviously, we'd rather be a five, but if we're not if we're not doing well, let us know, and let your friends know. Let your friends know about the podcast. Your mom, your dad, whoever you know that likes Toronto sports, let them know. If they like listening to three idiots talk about stuff. That's kind of what we're here to do. Uh, you know, I, I put something up on the website this week talking about the Raptors' first week. Uh, that's about it. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, take six. You know where to find us. From us, we love you and peace.